Republican Senator Mitch McConnell has glitched again. This is really a horrible thing. Calls for resignation are now running rampant through the halls of Congress. But it has happened again. Mitch McConnell inexplicably freezing, unable to speak, eyes locked, hands gripped onto the lectern, described as either a seizure or maybe less likely a stroke by medical professionals. This happened once during the summer and it happened again yesterday. Let's take a look and then we're going to discuss the medical. But for us being a political rather than medical program, the political implications of this. Take a look. Take a listen. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? All right. I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Senator. Penny. Please speak up. And of course, the aide doing what she can to sort of play this off as he didn't hear the question. And that's why he silently stood there gripping the lectern for 20 seconds. But of course, we we know that this is something else that's going on. So a few different things I think are important to discuss here. First, the medical perspective. This is a medical emergency. And after this happened the first time and Mitch McConnell was later asked, did you like in a couple hours later, did did you go to the doctor? And he's just like, oh, what? No, I don't know. I'm fine. This is a medical emergency. And many doctors have weighed in and said that when this happens, this could be a stroke, although the fact that he seemed to have normal muscle tone afterwards points less in the direction of a stroke and more in the direction of a seizure. Again, this is not me giving up my medical opinion. It's what medical doctors, particularly neurologists, have said this appears to be they this could be a so-called mini stroke, a transient ischemic attack. And it's similar to a stroke, but typically temporary symptoms can resolve very quickly. Even if the symptoms go away, you need immediate medical attention because this can be a sign of a potentially forthcoming larger stroke. And then you have seizures. Now, a lot of times people think a seizure is where there is some kind of convulsion. That is not always the case. It can be a staring spell. It can be what's called a focal seizure. And some doctors have looked at this and said that the fact that McConnell's eyes seem to lock and over to the side and that he's rigid when the aide tries to actually uh, sort of grab his hands uh, from from the side, he seems physically rigid that this maybe points more in the direction of what's called the focal seizure. Regardless, this requires an ER visit. You may need a CT scan, an MRI, blood test, possibly other things. There can be complications. This can signal that there is something bigger forthcoming. Maybe he did go to the ER after the first one or after this one. We don't know. And they're sort of playing coy to minimize the alarm about it. But to be totally honest, not going to the ER is what should alarm people. This is a very serious medical situation now. This then leads into the politics of the entire thing. More people are calling for McConnell to resign. I don't want to focus too much on the hypocrisy. We all know what the hypocrisy is, which is imagine that this had happened once to Joe Biden, never mind twice. This would be 24 seven on Fox News. Republicans would be launching investigations into the cover up of Joe Biden's health. They would be saying he must resign and be replaced immediately. Twenty fifth Amendment must be used, et cetera. OK, they're not doing with, with McConnell. They understand the political implications and uh, what, what's going on in terms of balance of control in the Senate. Fine. They're playing politics, whatever. Realistically, it's not a crazy thing to be thinking that it's time for Mitch McConnell to resign. It's not partisan for me. I've talked about Dianne Feinstein. The time has long come and gone for Dianne Feinstein to resign. There are, there are these unfortunate situations where she has no idea what's going on. She will ask a question of a witness during a Senate hearing. The witness will answer. She will look down and immediately ask the same question. No recognition that it's what she just asked. She will meet people multiple times and every time have no recollection of having met them. It's not good. So we have a problem and there are a number of members of the House and or Senate 
uh, who are at a point where they should resign. It's sad. It's a sad situation. You don't want it to get to a point where folks have to have to uh, sort, sort of be convinced to resign. And many people have suggested different ideas here. One would be term limits. So it's not so much about, you know, you, you restrict age because that may be seen as more directly ageist, but maybe it's term limits. And so when someone has been around 30 years, uh, maybe it's a term limit that prevents them from getting to that point. This is primarily sad and a medical concern. And there also are political questions about term limits or forced resignation or whatever. And then lastly, it's the hypocrisy of just imagine what Republicans would be doing if this were Joe Biden. We hope Mitch McConnell gets absolutely the best health care that he can. It is better health care than many people in the U.S. can receive. And that's also another aspect to this, not directly about Mitch McConnell, but about health care access in the United States. All important issues. I will let you know what happens. Being Donald Trump's lawyer is risky. You can end up disbarred or like John Eastman, you can end up indicted. He did everything right and somehow they indicted him. I did everything right and they indicted me. One piece of advice that lawyers often give clients is if you've been indicted for something, don't go on TV and talk about that same something. But that is exactly what John Eastman did in this second part of his interview with Fox News propagandist Laura Ingraham. John Eastman shows up and talks about exactly what he was trying to do with his memo and with delaying the certification of the election. He seems to admit to crimes in this interview. This interview is not a good idea. He is a lawyer. And I don't know how he didn't realize that this was a very bad idea. It's sort of like at trial. The prosecutors can say, folks, here's video of the defendant admitting to the crimes. Take a look at this, John. And, and just again, so to be clarify this on January 6, what did you want to happen? Right. And how was that historically grounded in the history of our well, country? How would that have taken place? So just so the viewers can understand what would have unfolded. Right. If you had gotten away with it. What would have happened and how that would have ultimately been constitutional? So, there, you know, uh, several things. Some people had urged that Vice President Pence simply had power to reject con uh, electors uh, whose certification was still pending in yeah, legal contest. I don't believe contests. that, but go ahead. I don't believe I, that. I, I, I don't <laughs> That's either. one thing and I don't I, agree with. And I, and I explicitly told Vice President Pence in the Oval Office on January 4th right. that even though it was an open issue under the circumstances we had, I thought it was the weaker argument and it would be foolish to exercise such power even if he had it. What I recommended, and I've said this repeatedly, is that he accede to requests from more than 100 state legislators in the swing states to give them a week to try and sort out <laughs> the impact of what everybody acknowledged was illegality in the conduct of the election. election. I and I specifically said it. Yeah, not everyone acknowledged well, it, but that was the argument that was being made, obviously. And there were obviously that, well, irregularities that, but, that everybody had seen, but whether that was, yeah, whether it rose to the level of changing the outcome of the election, again, without a legal proceeding in the states that mattered, the, the argument ultimately was a difficult one to make. I mean, hence, hence here we are. So listen, if you look at this only superficially, you might wrongly come away with the belief that, oh, this is exculpatory. Eastman is saying, no, I didn't think it was the strongest argument that Mike Pence could just reject it, period. What I wanted him to do was to say, hey, we're going to just not do anything for a week in order to allow these people making debunked, by the way, claims to whatever investigator have their day. The real reading here and the one which slick prosecutors will likely be able to prove to a jury using this video is that Eastman's intention was come up with a plan to delay certification, impede the certification, despite the fact that the vice president does not have that power. It doesn't matter whether his opinion was that just rejecting fully rather than delaying was a less strong legal argument. That is mumbo jumbo. He's admitting here. Yeah, I was coming up with a way to for at least one week impede the certification dictated by the Constitution and which the vice president does not have the right to impede. 
He's admitting to the crime. Now, of course, the right wingers will say, David, this is exculpatory. He's saying that that's not what he was trying to do. Well, at the end of the day, he was coming up with a way to prevent the certification on the basis of the vice president's actions recommended by Eastman, which the Constitution does not grant the vice president. That's the bottom line here. We wanted Pence to do this other illegal thing, not the one everybody says we wanted him to do. That's not great. And if you've been indicted for something, most lawyers would say, don't go on TV to talk about it. That's a very bad idea. This interview might become an exhibit in the prosecution of John Eastman. And if you think Eastman's worried, I can't tell. Maybe he's not worried. Maybe why he's saying these things. The guy who is worried is Donald Trump. And later in the show, we will talk about the radical 180 Trump off the rails after realizing my trial starts in a few months. I could end up in prison for the rest of my life and Trump manically recording and publishing videos more than 30 in a few hours yesterday, losing it. But that's later. We'll also have part two of my interview with right winger Dennis Prager. We're going to talk about Ted Cruz jumping on the Biden two beer bandwagon and the latest covid conspiracy. What a program. I hope you're subscribed on YouTube. We'll be back right after this. One of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. Uh, viewers of the show, listeners know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Uh, I think it's important to make it more accessible, remove any stigma that might be associated. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is therapy done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. I'm a huge believer in talk therapy and BetterHelp is making it more accessible to more people. You can even find a therapist who specializes in certain areas, which maybe you can't find where you are geographically. There are lots of great benefits to doing therapy online. Get it off your chest. Visit BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Pacman show today to get 10 percent off your first month. That's better. H.E.L.P. dot com slash Pacman show. The link is in the podcast notes. To the cannabis fans in the audience, did you know that you can have federally legal psychoactive THC shipped to your door anywhere in the United States legally? Our longtime sponsor, Ounce of Hope, is offering you 20 percent off all of their cannabis products like CBD, Delta 8 THC, Delta 9 THC. When you go to ounceofhope.com and use the code Pacman. They have everything from flour to soft gels, THC infused edibles, gummies, Rice Krispie treats, honey, cookies, caramels, chocolate bars. Another thing that's cool about Ounce of Hope is that they sustainably raise fish on their aquaponic cannabis farm in Memphis, Tennessee. They use the fish poop to fertilize the cannabis plants, which is amazing. And again, this is 100 percent federally legal, compliant with the farm bill, even the THC products so they can be shipped right to you via FedEx two day shipping anywhere in the United States. Go support Ounce of Hope. They believe in what we do at The David Pakman Show. They're a mom and pop business. They do a lot for their community. You'll get 20 percent off everything they offer when you go to ounceofhope.com and use the code Pacman. That's O-U-N-C-E of hope dot com code Pacman for 20 percent off info in the podcast notes. Republican Senator Ted Cruz is jumping on the Biden two beer bandwagon. As I told you earlier this week, it is possible that there will be uh, uh, medical organizations recommending people not drink more than two beers a week. This would not be Joe Biden coming and ripping your third beer out of your hands, despite the conspiracy theories and theorizing from Republicans. They are now making this the new gas stoves. Kooky Cancun Cruz appeared on, I guess this is Newsmax yesterday, defiantly saying if they want us to drink two beers a week, they can kiss my ass. You'll notice the group of 
white men all wearing hats, except for one dude wearing behind Ted Cruz, quite a diverse group of people. And Ted Cruz actually grabs a beer. What a guy. This is what they are focused on because they have lost any ability or willingness or interest in governing. The state has now done that for new construction. They're trying to go after and regulate ceiling fans. I got to tell you, it's hot in Texas. We don't want to get rid of our ceiling fans. And now these idiots have come out and said, drink two beers a week. That's their guideline. Well, I got to tell you, if they want us to drink two beers a week, frankly, they can kiss my ass. And there is Ted Cruz courageously opening and sipping a beer. And then the gentleman behind Cruz doing the same, everybody sipping their beers. Oh, OK. Um, Senator, I uh, I brought a beer to drink with oh, you. Boy. I'll drink this non-alcoholic beer with you because I'm not allowed to drink on camera, but. I'll have, I'll have a sip. In well, the meantime, look, I, I got to say, so what, have you ever seen a brand do more damage to itself than Bud Light, which which single handedly seemed to destroy themselves? So I'm glad you're not <laughs> drinking a Bud Light. Personally, I'm fond of Shiner Bach, which is a good uh, tech Texas brand. I've been to the Shiner Brewery in Shiner, Texas, and I recommend it. And I promise you this is not alcohol free beer down here. Right. You know, and by the way, the one I have uh, right after the show won't be alcohol free either. Isn't this brave of Ted Cruz to do? So listen, this is really this is the new gas stoves. This is how, you know, Republicans have hit rock bottom. Uh, we have a, a medical reality. There is no amount of alcohol that is good for you. Science now tells us Ted Cruz already looks terrible. He's all puffy. He's red. I don't know that he should really be drinking any beers. But the reality about alcohol is, listen, based on human lifespan, there are modest amounts of alcohol that if you drink, they likely won't end up being what kills you. If human lifespan was a thousand years, then you might say, well, even even any alcohol is potentially going to reduce my lifespan. There are amounts that, while not good for you, they likely wouldn't be what ends up killing you. And so that's what the medical science now understands. But this is not a mandate. This is not nanny state stuff where Joe Biden is going to ban bars from even serving you three beers in a day, never mind a week. These are recommendations and they want to pretend, as is always the case, the recommendations are authoritarian and also the recommendations are mandates. And also they are going to legislate the recommendations. Of course, none of it is true. It's good to have two cups of fruit and two and a half cups of vegetables a day. Is anyone coming and forcing liquefied cauliflower down your throat? No, it's better for kids younger than two not to be on screens. Does that mean the police show up and say, get this kid off cocoa melon? No, they don't. It's better to exercise at least 150 minutes a week. Does that mean there's any legislation around that? Of course not. And I could give more and more examples. This is the new conspiracy theory, and it's because they have nothing. Everything else they have has just crumbled. They're losing on economic issues. They're losing on social issues. They are potentially going to renominate one of the most ridiculous people they've ever had run for president, and they may lose with him. They may win. They may lose. So what are they relegated to? They're relegated to Ted Cruz, probably the last guy who should be drinking beer, acting as if it's some kind of act of courage to drink a beer. This is where we are with the Republican Party in the United States today. And if you think this is bad, just wait till you see what Trump spent the last 24 hours doing. Donald Trump is melting down, realizing he may spend the rest of his life in prison. He wanted the trial to be delayed till 2026. It starts in a few months. And since the judge made that decision, Donald Trump has done a 180, manically posting video after video after video to Truth Social. Truth Central. Look at this. We are scrolling video after video after video after video, 31 videos in just a few hours, including some in which he says, obviously, I didn't lose in Georgia. Now, again, the context here is Trump is now having to come to terms 
with the fact that he's going to trial in a few months. And if he's found guilty, he really may end up in prison unless his lawyers can come up with something. Look at some of these videos. I easily won the great state of Georgia in 2016, did a fantastic job as president for Georgia and the entire USA, received 10 million more votes than I got nationwide in 2016, got by far the most votes in history for a sitting president, <laughs> but shockingly lost Georgia. All this despite winning nearby Alabama and South Carolina in record-setting landslides. Why did Georgia officials agree to sign that horrible one-sided consent decree? Nobody to this day has figured that out. Does anybody really believe I lost Georgia? Because I don't. There you go. This is a terrified, terrified, scared to death Trump saying, what can I do? I've got to get some of these messages out. Maybe someone will see them and act on them in some way. Here's another one. Donald Trump attacking even his historical political allies going after Republicans. I hope that Republican district attorneys and attorney generals. It's attorneys general, sir. Throughout the country are closely watching the tremendous weaponization of justice that is being utilized against me. There's never been anything like it. There's also no evidence that this is going on. But Trump is scared. Trump is panicking. But you ought to watch. And frankly, it's an eye for an eye or it's fight fire with fire. What they're doing to our country is amazing. So Republicans, I hope you're watching. And that is Trump trying to weaponize Republicans against his political enemies. Trump accusing the Department of Justice of bringing of rigging the election for crooked Joe. Trump saying we cannot let this happen again. Vlog style cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs video after video after video. For the first time in three years, brave American patriots will be able in court to show how the presidential election of 2020 was rigged and stolen. Remember, even if Trump were able to demonstrate the election was stolen, it would not actually be exculpatory to the crimes he is accused of. Does he know this? I don't know. Do his lawyers know it? Hopefully for him, they do. For those rhinos, radical left Democrats, communists, Marxists, fascists and others who say, don't look back, look forward. Right. They either do not want to reveal the answers because they got away with murder or are fools and cowards because we know that if we don't find out the reason it could happen again. And again, Trump continues to be unable to name a single, a single Marxist. We continued video after video after video. Trump then attacking Fox News, saying the debate was very lowly rated. The debate on Fox News had a hard time with the proverbial ratings. Mm. You know what television ratings are? It's all about the ratings. It was one of the lowest ever rated <laughs> in terms of debates, if not the lowest. Right. It showed that many of those participating are second tier. They were second tier people, people like Christie and people like Ada, I call him Ada, Ada Hutchinson, and merely pretenders to the <laughs> throne. They're just pretenders to the throne. These aren't presidential people. These aren't presidential talents. Some of the answers were so bad with delivery even worse. The numbers were less than half of what they were in a debate that I happened to participate on 2016. So Trump attacking Fox News and attacking the other candidates. Trump also talking about his interview with Tucker Carlson again, every he spent the entire day recording these things. He is so terrified. He's just going video after video. He talks about the United States becoming a banana republic, a term that, quite frankly, I don't know that he even understands. America is becoming a banana republic. That's what happens when you indict and prosecute your political opponent. These are dark days in the life of America. But we're going to turn it around and make our country great again. There you go. Uh, an inspiring and uh, motivational speech from Donald Trump, video after video after video. Then he goes after Rupert Murdoch for being a so-called globalist. Fox News and The Wall Street Journal fight me because Murdoch is a globalist. That's right. Rupert Murdoch is a globalist. You don't know that. And I am America first. It's very simple. I put mm. America first. 
It will always be that way, so get used to it. The sanctimonious, by the way, is done. He was a Murdoch pick, just like uh, Jeb Bush was a Murdoch pick. How did that work out? Just like Hillary Clinton. Murdoch liked Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton was a Murdoch pick, so attacking Rupert Murdoch. And again, video, video. We can't possibly look at all of these. Here is Trump claiming he will appeal his trial date, even though legal experts have explained trial dates are not subject to appeal. Deranged Jack Smith and his team of thugs who were caught going to the White House just prior to indicting the 45th president of the United States, me. And by the way, that's an absolute no, no, you're not allowed to do that. Can't go into the White House and then indict because it shows how corrupt <laughs> they are. They've been working on this witch hunt for almost three years, but decided to bring it not two years ago, not one year ago, but smack in the middle of crooked Joe Biden's political opponent's campaign. So they waited for three years and then they decide to bring it right in the middle of my campaign where we're leading Joe Biden and all the Republicans also by a, by lot. a lot. It's called election interference. Today, a biased Trump hating judge gave me only a two month extension. They worked for three years. Just what our corrupt government wanted. That's what they wanted. <laughs> It comes out the day before Super Tuesday. You know what Super Tuesday is? Super Tuesday is the most important day, most important primary day. It's a big percentage of the vote. So the judge said, you have to start the day before Super Tuesday. We will appeal and we will win that appeal. There is no process for appealing your court date. Again, legal experts saying Trump's not making any sense whatsoever. We're not going to look at all of these again. I'm skipping over a bunch of them, but 31 videos in a few hours. This is a terrified man. I have expressed significant skepticism that Trump is going to do even a day in prison. But it is an undeniable reality that if you are Trump, even if you think I'll probably get out of this, you know that there's a chance you could end up in prison. And at Trump's age, and based on what are we up to 90 or so different felony counts, almost any appropriate sentence for the crimes accused would be a life sentence for Trump. He's terrified. And we will see if he shows up to the next debate on the idea that winning may be how he prevents himself from ending up in prison if he determines debating would be good for him, which doesn't seem clear at all. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. I hope you'll be with us for that next debate. So much 2024 coverage over the next 14 months will eventually get us to what is the direction of this country after January of 2025. And the answers are dramatically different depending on the outcome of this primary. I love my Helix sleep mattress. I've been sleeping on Helix mattresses for years now, which is why I asked them to be a sponsor. You actually take their famous sleep quiz, takes just a few minutes to answer questions about your sleep preferences, body type, sleep position, whether you have back pain and Helix will match you with a mattress that's perfect for you, which is really unique and helpful because a lot of people don't know where to start when buying a mattress. I certainly didn't. Their newest collection of mattresses called Helix Elite come with a built in Glaciotex layer to keep you cool at night, an extra layer of foam for pressure relief and thousands of extra micro coils for best in class support and durability. All of their mattresses ship right to your door totally free. They come with a 10 or 15 year warranty and you get 100 nights to decide if you like it. My audience gets a huge 25% discount on all purchases plus two free pillows. Go to helixsleep.com/pacman and enter the code helixpartner25 at checkout. That's helixsleep.com/pacman, then use code helixpartner25 to get 25% off and two free pillows. The info is in the podcast notes. Let's now take a look at part two, the conclusion of my interview with Dennis Prager, the full interview already available on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the David Pakman show. Well, listen, I mean, I'm glad to have I don't I'm going to be honest. I don't know that this is the most interesting thing for us to talk about. But that being said, I have said very clearly there are some areas if we just say the world of trans issues, there are some areas where 
I feel quite confident. Like, for example, when it comes to bathrooms, I was just in Spain, beautiful country, terrific seafood. I recommend it to you, Dennis. The bathrooms, the, the bathrooms are just gender neutral. There is a sink there and a bunch of stalls and people cross in the sink to wash their hands and you use the stall you want. Everything's fine. The bathroom issue I genuinely do not care about, even when they are organized the way they are in the United States. Another example that really just does not seem like an issue to me. People want to be addressed by a different pronoun. I'm going to guess based on what I see. And if someone if I get it wrong, I'm not insulting anyone. If someone tells me otherwise, I'll kind of just do my best. You know, we can kind of negotiate these things on some of this stuff. Like a talking point I'm hearing a lot is so many trans people who go through gender affirming care regret it. And that's a sign that something is very wrong. When I research it, it seems it's under one percent that express regret. And for some of that one percent, it's temporary. So I'm ambiguous about what is the right thing to do in some of these areas. I'm open to hearing from you to the extent that I judge you to be a good faith uh, uh, participant in the conversation. I don't know the answer with some sports. You know, it, it seems pretty clear that there is an advantage to being biologically male at birth. It seems unfair in those cases to arrange it in a certain way. In other words, it doesn't seem to make much of a difference. So I, I think that I am very open minded well, on this. Curious, you know, I'm just curious. Uh, it's not even a challenge. Yeah. Name me a sport where, where there is women sports where it doesn't make a difference. Chess. Well, apparently it does. Interestingly. Uh, I was just reading that the International Chess Federation, whatever whatever the name of the group is, yeah, uh, did, uh, noted that men did play chess better, generally speaking. By the way, if you're right, and I have I have no agenda here, yeah, then there should not be women's chess. Right. So this chess is an the interesting very fact one because that it exists right. suggests that there. There is an advantage to separating the sexes. My so understanding is and again, I think we're both trying to learn here. My understanding is the reason that the women's chess division was originally created was not enough. Young girls were participating. Okay, because, fair enough. But it's yeah. not a physical sport anyway. So yeah. it's, it's not a sport. No, I we mean, don't, listen, I don't know. Right. So so that you all right. No, no, no. But you said where it doesn't matter. But if if it doesn't matter, there would be no reason for women's uh, women's whatever it is, track, field, weightlifting, tennis. But apparently there is a difference. A, a male who said he's a female won in Canada two weeks ago. And he not only set records in the women's division, and I am saying he because I think he's a fraud okay. uh, and, a, and, a, and a narcissist for hurting women like this. He lifted 250 pounds more than the first place woman. Right. You, I know you don't think that's fair, no. but on your side, the entire LGBTQ movement is unanimous in saying you're transphobic if you think that is wrong. So, I mean, listen, um, a couple of examples, uh, equestrian, right? I mean, it's physical. You're riding a horse. A lot of it has to do with the horse. If biological men who tend to be heavier want to compete against women, it doesn't seem like a major problem. Sailing is physical. You have to dominate the sail as you are being pushed around by wind. Uh, bowling, I believe, is is gender segregated. I don't know that it needs to be. I mean, darts is another example. I, I mean, these are just some examples. Right. So wherever it made a difference, you'd be opposed to it. So you are transphobic, according to your side. Okay. Please not understand that. Well, but I think the point that I'm trying to make to you is that there are many people on my side that are taking my view and sort of trying to figure out something that is admittedly not completely figured out yet. It seems incorrect oh, to oh, cast it, it, us it, it's, as it's figured out in most cases. I mean, it, it, it's fi it's figured out uh, for for race, uh, for racing, for track, for weightlifting, for tennis. Yeah, oh, it, it, it's pretty universally. Uh, I don't like it. And as I said, if there's no difference whatsoever, it is silly to have men's and women's sports. To Fair, begin yeah. With. And so you just listed a couple examples. I gave you five. Fine. Sports is one aspect of this. Where are you on something like bathrooms, for example, and bathroom usage? Do you want like a genitalia check or what are you what are you looking for? I, I think that a, a, a 
an elementary school, for example, where a boy says I'm a girl yep. and would be exposed in front of the girls as, as, as they are in the case now of college uh, swim uh, meets where the, if a guy says he's a girl, he is, uh, Leah Thomas exposed his penis to the, to the girls on the, on the pen. But Dennis, swim. I hate to interrupt. You first said kids in college, they're adults, right? So which are you talking about? Right. Both. Oh, so I'll start. I, I, I'm just giving an example of where it does occur. Okay. Uh, With adults. I think, I think that here, your your anatomy should dictate in elementary school which bathroom you go to in elementary Ideally, school. Okay. By the way, I have no problem if, if, if when there is a unisex ba a bathroom with one stall, anybody goes in. Yeah, that's uh, I have uh, I, I have on occasion where there is one stall. I have gone into the women's bathroom if I really had to go to a restaurant. Wow. And it was a little, a little nothing thing with just one toilet. Sure. So, and I wouldn't, and I recommended to women to go into the men's because if my table was near the bathroom. So very I, genteel I of you. <coughs> I'm sorry. No, I said that's it's that's very genteel of you. I, I'm sure the well, women it's appreciate genteel, it. It's just common sense. I, I'm a big believer in common sense. But so honest. elementary school, it's a genitalia. But yes, your, your anatomy should dictate which bathroom you go to in elementary school. Yes. Okay. And then in any other scenario, should it also? So uh, if if it involves exposure of your genitalia, it should be dictated by anatomy. If it does not involve exposure of your genitalia, look, as I say, it's I say this tongue in cheek, but it's true. If a man exposes himself to to women or a woman and she has not asked to see it, he's arrested. Mm. But uh, where where if he says I'm a woman, then she could be arrested if she complains. It's a little it's a little weird what our situation. Why can't decent people just say, look, women are not aching to see most men's penises. Mm. Therefore, if I say I'm a woman, uh, I will not expose myself in front of women, even though I think I'm a woman. Why can't why can't someone be that decent? Yeah, I mean, I'll have to, I, I'll tell you. I don't ever see any geni any any genitalia in bathrooms in general. You know, like what is the that's exposition? Right. I, I, okay, that's yeah. fine. Oh yes, I understand that. So that's not so, a problem so for you. Theoretically, then. a man says he's a woman and he enters a stall and and nobody sees anything. Then why would anybody complain? Yeah, li listen, that sounds reasonable to me. That sounds eminently reasonable. Okay, what you're well, saying, we can talk about the, these the, other the scenarios. Battle is, the battle is way way higher. Yeah, the battle is what we call so-called uh, a, a gender uh, care. The, the, uh, the, the removal, by the way, you, the, the 2% or under 1%, whatever you said, of, of, of detransitioners, yeah. uh, it's a, it, it, I, I believe it's as close to a pure lie. You're not telling it. I know you read it. I read it too. It, it's, there's no doubt in my mind it's a lie. Uh, uh, there's a lot of lying on a lot of these issues uh, because people feel if they have a, a, a humane agenda, they don't have to tell the truth. Well, no, listen, uh, I mean, I have proof for this. Virtually every European country has stopped this care for minors. It has ended. England has ended it. Sweden has ended it. Denmark has ended it. Norway has ended it. And that's only the ones I know by heart. So here's my uh, concern about we, this. We, we and Canada, I, I'm, I'm, I really apologize. No, that's okay. We and Canada are the worst countries on earth in terms of what we can do to minors if they say that they are the other sex. I don't have that data in front of me, but let's just assume it's not even germane to the next part. I want to go with this. Here's my thought on this. I also am not 100 percent on some elements of this type of care for minors. I still am, am learning more and doing my research. One of the problems I'm having with some of the claims that are made by who, those who I would colloquially say are on your side, I know not everybody agrees on everything, is that when I research some of their claims, they are lies. Like, for example, this is super specific. This guy, Matt Walsh, went on Joe Rogan's podcast and said that prepubescent girls are getting their breasts chopped off. Now, let's put aside for a second that prepubescent girls 
essentially don't have breasts. Let's put that biological reality aside for a second. And when Joe said how many, he said, oh, it's like millions or something. And it was like 900 people over the last six years or something like that. When I see such blatant distortions about what is happening, it's hard to believe that these folks are operating in good faith. I have no comment except to say your 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 point strikes me as rather valid. How could a prepubescent girl have her breasts removed when so few of them have breasts? It sounds that, weird. Yeah, that, that is what puberty brings uh, with it: menstruation and breasts. But yeah. uh, uh, so I, I will actually ask Matt. I I, I know everybody at Daily Wire. And yeah. I, I will ask him because it's hard to imagine that he would have said that. I'm yeah. not saying that you're you're acting in bad faith. A lot of things are misheard. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe he misspoke, but it, it shouldn't be happening. If a kid says to a parent, a 10 year old, okay, let's take a 10, let's take a 12, it doesn't matter. Mom, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. Mom, I'm not a girl, I'm a boy. Yep. The reaction of a sane and decent society is, my, my darling, nature made you a boy. Or if they believe in God, God made you a boy. Hmm. Or both, God and nature. You are not a girl. You are a boy. And we're going to get you help. Obviously, there are other things going on in your life, which is almost always the case in these kids' lives. And look, how do you explain the, the like thousand percent increase in trans kids uh, in the last five years? It's yeah. a social phenomenon. This is not a medical phenomenon. Well, I think I, that that's sort of a it's. I have an answer for that, and it relates to the same question of where did all these gay people come from 15 years no, ago? No, but, gay, but gay people have not increased. My, my understanding gays, is that no, folks who say in no, surveys, I am gay, it has increased. Bisexual. I don't have the data in front of me. I don't have the data in front of me. Okay. Bisexuals have increased, and I have no doubt Bisexuals. about that. But uh, gay men have not increased. For gay men, it's a fixed. There's a certain percentage of males who will never be attracted to a female. It's sort of fixed in any given generation. Okay. On the first point, it's interesting to me to hear you say if a 10 year old said that, hey, we're going to get you some help. It sounds like you're talking about therapy. Every medical professional I've spoken to about this says the first line here in exploring this is therapy. So it does sound like you agree with the start of the path that has been established. Yeah, but all of their, you can't even, I, I believe that there are therapists who could lose their license for, as a therapist. If they say to a, a girl, I want to help you work out peace with the sex that you are. That, that I'm not aware of that. I, I, I have to plead ignorance because yeah. I just don't know that. I don't it, know that. I know yeah, lots okay. of therapists. None of them have mentioned that that's a part of the protocol. All right. Ask, ask all the therapists, you know, I will. And, and not, not as a challenge. Yeah, I'm no, curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. Can, can a therapist say to a 12 year old, you, uh, in fact, you're a girl and I'm going to help you work through your acceptance of that. Fair. Can a therapist say that? I'm going to find out. Get in trouble. I'm going to find out my stepmom supervises 12 therapists and I will find out what's going on, at least in one state. Dennis, I know you've got to run and that we're almost out of time. One just very last political thing. I'm curious. In 2016, you had said Trump was unfit to be a presidential candidate, let alone president. You've since I've seen you endorse and defend many of his actions as president. What changed? So I'm glad you mentioned that. So people should know he was my last choice among all the Republican not uh, candidates for the nomination. Yeah. But once once he was nominated, I believe uh, and we can obviously do this in a part two if you'd like. I believe that it is very important for the left not to have power because there's no example in history of the left, not liberals. I always make a distinction between hmm. left and liberal uh, where they have not suppressed dissent. <clears throat> this is a uh, this is my greatest fear is the suppression of free speech hmm. because uh, that ends uh, everything. So if a Republican is nominated, I will support him. He turned out to be, in my opinion, a superb president. I'm not a fan of his. Wow. Uh, but by the way, it's a, a big distinction. I wrote 25 years ago. It's in my book printed in 1998. 
It's called Adultery and Politicians, an essay I wrote. I don't care if a politician committed adultery. I see no linkage between fidelity and being a good president mm. or a good senator. Uh, I, I am quite consistent on dividing between the macro and the micro in yeah. a public figure. King David uh, not only committed adultery, and he's a hero of the Bible, he not only committed adultery, he had the guy killed so he could sleep with his wife. Okay, and that's pretty bad. That may or may not resonate with some in the audience, but so in other words, you're. Oh still... no, it's not a matter of resonating. <laughs> I, 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 I only make this point. No, my fight on this issue is not with the left. It's actually with many on the right who think that adultery disqualifies you from being a good leader. So uh, th th I don't. I don't believe most people on the left think if you committed adultery, you can't be a good president. No, I mean I certainly don't believe Senate. that. Right. Yeah. So ironically, it, it should resonate with your audience. Hey, um, if you had your choice of everybody running on the Republican side right now, if you knew whoever you picked would be president, who would you pick? So I'm actually happy with with a fair number of them, uh, uh, to be honest. Uh, I wish Larry Elder had been on the stage. Uh, mm. I, I think the RNC uh, cheated him and that bothers me. I know, Larry, uh, if, if people heard him and saw him, they would be blown away. At, at his erudition, knowledge, and, and brilliance. Uh, and, uh, you know, if Larry were president, I would retire from my work. Okay. <laughs> but of the ones that are there. running and made the uh, debate stage. Yeah, I don't have one single favorite. Okay. I really like virtually every one of them. I don't like Chris Christie. Wow, that's the that, one guy I think is sane. I, I'm sure you do because yeah. he hates Trump. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, D Dennis, I'm going to let you go. But one last thing, just because of who you are, I have to have you weigh in on this. When it comes to um, when it comes to corned beef, do you go lean or do you tell him just give me the fat pieces as well? Yes, actually, uh, it's funny you should ask because I'm on a pretty uh, rigid diet now, which doesn't allow for carbs. And they want me to have the fat. Oh, do they? Yes, fat is. The government screwed up the Americans with their chart on having grains a lot and fat a little. <laughs> uh -oh. Fat is not bad for people. That that's it's actually in many ways good for people. Well, so saturated fat, question. you know. But and, all right, so you go lean. I take it. I just don't okay, like so the now, texture. All right, so I have one final word for you. Please. Okay. If you get married, I will attend your wedding. <laughs> attend or officiate. I even officiate. Okay, fair enough. All right, very good. Uh, are even though she's only half Jewish, I have to admit. I will. I will officiate. You would still do it. Very good. All right, Dennis Prager, allowing us to bridge the gap between left and right, at least on some issues. Uh, I do really appreciate your time, Dennis. Thank you. Mutual. Thank you. Don't forget that the best way to support the David Pakman show is by becoming a member, which gives you access to the daily bonus show, the regular show with no commercials. You also get access to our entire archive of every episode dating back a really long time and plenty of other awesome membership perks. Go to joinpacman.com. Joinpacman.com. They are going back to covid conspiracies. Donald Trump swollen and disheveled in his rant of 31 videos yesterday did one video about supposedly forthcoming covid lockdowns. Trump is not the only one who is pushing the covid lockdowns in September conspiracy theory. Again, I want to remind you, as we talked about on the bonus show, I believe there's one medical and one educational institution that started masking policy again because of the surge that's taking place. And Republicans immediately said there are secret secret plans from Joe Biden and others in order to win in November of 2024 to start a quote lockdown in September of 2022, uh, 2023. There's no evidence of this, but here is Trump pushing the conspiracy. The left wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back covid lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear mongering about the new variants that are coming. Gee whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. Ah. They want to restart the covid hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail in ballots 
and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the 2024 election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. These are sick people we're dealing with. Now, I know many of you are already saying, David, these are all lies. Trump is the one who locked stuff down. But let's let's let him finish. Let him finish. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words. We will not comply. So don't even think about it. We will not shut down our schools. We will not accept your lockdowns. We will not abide by your mask mandates. And we will not tolerate your vaccine mandates. Wow. They rigged the 2020 election, and now they're trying to do the same thing all over again by rigging the most important election in the history of our country, the 2024 election, Ah. even if it means trying to bring back COVID but they will fail because we will not let it happen. When I'm back in the White House, I will use every available authority to cut federal funding to any school, college, airline, or public transportation system that imposes a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate. All right. So listen, first of all, we really didn't have lockdowns in the United States. Now, I know some people say, well, when the schools were closed and you couldn't do indoor dining, it was effectively a lockdown. Look at other countries. Okay, the U.S. never had lockdowns, but to the extent that what we had was a lockdown, it happened under Trump. It happened under Trump when Joe Biden became president. Things only opened more and more. The lockdowns Trump says we had were put in place by Trump or by governors when Trump was president, both Republicans and Democrats. So there's the absurdity of you're going to start lockdowns in September of 2023 to win an election in November of 2024. That seems weird. I also don't know how it helps you if the country is against so-called lockdowns. Why would Biden locking things down help him win? It doesn't make any sense. But more importantly, Trump's the guy that we had the so-called lockdowns under. And now he's saying we won't allow it. Well, you're the guy who did it. It makes no sense. Now, let's take this as an opportunity to talk about what is true. Hospitalizations for covid are up and they're up because cases are up. Hospitalizations are a percentage of cases. Cases go up in general. Hospitalizations go up. Okay, that's going on. There is a new variant. We do not have evidence at this time that the new variant is more deadly. Could it be? Maybe at this point, we don't have evidence that the new variant is more deadly. We don't have evidence at this time that the new variant causes more serious disease. There are some early reports that the symptoms are different under this new variant. Some are talking about vomiting, which historically was not a covid symptom. There are more reports anecdotally of vomiting with this newest variant, whether whether it's more than just anecdotal still remains to be seen. It is absolutely true that this new variant seems very good at getting around immunity from prior infections of other variants. The more recently you were previously infected, the more protected you are against the new variant. The new variant is a sort of descendant of Omicron. Uh, so if you were you know, infected longer ago, you're, you're going to have less protection for sure. It is believed that the new covid boosters, which will be widely available seemingly in a few weeks, if not at the most a month, it seems that that new booster will be effective in terms of preventing a serious illness and death against this newest variant, much more so than the old vaccines. We're still gathering data on that. It's also true that if you are immunocompromised and you don't want to take any risk, then you should be doing whatever is advisable for you to avoid getting covid. That's been the case for a while, and that's going to continue being the case as to Trump and other Republicans fear mongering about impending lockdowns or Democrats bringing back covid in order to win an election. First of all, there is no sign at this time that any so-called lockdowns are coming to the extent we ever had them. This country never actually locked down. If you consider having to get takeout and your kids being home from school, a lockdown well, just remember that that happened under Donald Trump, not under Joe Biden. Another Republican has been arrested for voter fraud. Why does it keep happening that there's almost no in-person individual voter fraud? But when there is, it's almost always Republicans. A Republican state representative has been arrested on a voter fraud charge. Alabama legislator David Cole, who's a doctor and an army veteran, is accused of voting in a district where he did not live. 
Uh, he was arrested Tuesday. Republican David Cole of Huntsville was arrested on charges of voting in an unauthorized location. The details of the charge were not immediately available, but the arrest comes after accusations that Cole simply didn't live in the district in which he was elected. He's a doctor and an army veteran. He was elected to the House of Representatives last year. Understand that voter fraud is a class C felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. The Alabama attorney general's office is prosecuting the case. House Speaker Nathaniel Ledbetter put out a statement saying, I've heard about the arrest. I'm waiting for more details. Ledbetter added in recent years, the Alabama House has prioritized legislation that promotes election integrity. And we believe any allegation of fraud must be addressed regardless of the party, public official or candidate involved. Elijah Boyd, who's the libertarian candidate in the district, filed an election challenge in civil court, arguing this guy didn't live in District 10. Therefore, he wasn't eligible to represent the district. Court records were not immediately available to show if Cole has an attorney. This is just fascinating stuff. You know, it, we've talked about this this uh, thing projection where the right talks about in-person voter fraud, in-person voter fraud, Democrats, the left progressives, they're all doing it. And anecdotally, there is very little of this going on. But when it happens, it's overwhelmingly Republicans. Two important things here. Number one, the degree to which we are finding voter fraud of this of this sort is not enough to change the results of any election. We've not found any election in which in-person voter fraud would actually have any bearing. That doesn't mean we don't root it out. It doesn't mean we don't prosecute when we see it. But most importantly, it is overwhelmingly Republicans that are doing this. Now, I want to remind people it is not against the law to be registered in two locations. My guess is I don't know, but my guess is that at one point when I was moving more frequently, I was probably registered to vote in multiple locations. You just can't go and vote in two locations and you also can't register in a place that you don't actually live at least part of the time and have chosen as your voting location. But we've talked about this before. They find, oh, here's a here's some Democrat registered in two locations. Mark Meadows was registered in two locations. One of them was a little sketchy. It was like a trailer in North Carolina or something, if memory serves. Tiffany Trump was registered in two locations. That's not the problem. As long as you're only voting in one place and you actually have a residency claim to that place. But the people that are actually sometimes voting twice, sometimes filling in a ballot for a parent or whatever in order to test the system or in some cases in order to run for some public office, overwhelmingly Republicans, innocent until proven guilty, deserves due process, gets to have a lawyer, all of that stuff, no question. But it is yet again a Republican that is accused of doing this projection, folks. That's what it is. We have a voicemail number. That number is two one nine two David P. The Eggman called in about the Dennis Prager interview. He is disgusted by it. Take a listen to this. Hey, Dave, Dennis Prager is an absolute scumbag. One of the worst people I've ever listened to. Um, he's an embarrassment to all the Jews. I'm embarrassed Ooh. that he's Jewish and he represents our people. Wow. Insulting you, putting you down because you choose to have a relationship and not enter in marriage, an institutional contract that was cre fake, created by a government. To put you down for that is disgusting. He is absolutely, he lies about half the stuff he says. He avoids answering your questions the same way you avoided answering what they pat pray to and what do you pray for? He's he's an awful person. He is on the Howard. I'm sorry. He's on the Adam Carolla show all the time when I used to listen. And that's how I learned that Adam Carolla and this guy, Dennis Prager, are right wing scum. I was tricked in the beginning for a little bit because he's Jewish. And then I heard what he was saying little by little and realized he's trying to boil me in the pot like a frog and make me a fucking right wing person. It didn't work. He's a bad man. Okay. And when I heard him on your show, I was scared at first, but you did well. Shalom, brother. All right. Shalom to the Eggman. And so many of you reaching out, leaving comments, or sending emails, or leaving voicemails, quite frankly, disgusted by Dennis Prager. That was the, I would say, that was the primary response. Now, of course, there are people who said, I love Dennis Prager, and people who said he sounded sort of reasonable but crazy about some things, but overwhelmingly disgust this revulsion 
was what so many of you that chose to get in touch felt. Maybe we'll have him back. I don't know. I don't know that we need to. We did it. I mean, I guess it'd be interesting to have him back and talk about other things, but uh, very, very uh, compelling stuff for sure. We have a great bonus show for you today. The Biden administration is moving forward on loosening some cannabis restrictions. What are the restrictions? What will they do at the, at the state level, depending on what state law already is? We will discuss that on the bonus show. Oh, We're doing a class show. Action. You want to make money. Everybody else that makes money to fund themselves is bad. Little bit of a double pillow there at the same time. Okay. Millions of additional salaried workers could end up getting overtime pay under a new Joe Biden proposal. That's super interesting and a support of labor, which many in my audience I know have been looking forward to. And radical and repugnant reactionary Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene has unexpectedly joined Democrats in calling for cameras in federal court. I also want cameras in federal court. We'll, we'll discuss the arguments for and against on the bonus show. Sign up at joinpacman.com. Don't miss the bonus show. Plus, you'll get the commercial free audio and video show as well. And so many other titillating benefits. Joinpacman.com is the place to do it.